Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Hello again, this is Jack Benny. Well, the Christmas season is here again, so through the Armed Forces Radio Service, your voice of information and education, I want to extend my personal greetings for a very Merry Christmas and a wonderfully Happy New Year. For all of us, Christmas means gifts. Now, I couldn't send packages to all of you, could I? Well, could I? Not even cards. What if some of you who don't know me receive them? I mean, what would Emily Post say? But rather than talk, I'd like to play something for you. I have some practicing to do first, but I don't mind if you listen. Uh, I'll begin uh, playing in just a moment. Excuse me, will you? Just an exercise or two. No, 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 Mr. Benny. You better try the exercises once more. All right, Professor LeBlanc. Hello, come in. One and two and three and four and... Do not make it too legato. Grip your bow and play staccato. Softly like a derby chirping. You sound like a horse that's burping. <laughs> that's enough, Monsieur Benny. Now, try intermezzo again. Yes, sir. No, 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 Mr. Benin. Please, a violin is a delicate instrument. It has a heart. It has a soul. You have already broken its heart. Have pity on its soul. I see. You see, you see, you see. Please, Professor, control yourself. Would you like a glass of water? Yes. Put a little cyanide in it. Not till we finish the lesson. All right, all right. Take the exercises once more. Yes, sir. Play it softly, play it tender. Where can I go to surrender? <laughs> Make the notes a smoother mixture. This is worse than your last picture. <laughs> My poor head is getting woozy, onesy, twosy, I hate you, <laughs> oh, All right, Mr. Benny, all right. Now try intermezzo once more. Yes, sir. Sacre <laughs> 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 
I'm sorry, Professor. Mr. Benny, the violin has only four strings. Your left hand has only five fingers. How can just the nine of you make so many mistakes? I'll try it again. Please, and this time, just follow these simple instructions. Relax, be calm, and slide the bow delicately over the strings. Is that all? That's all. Now, commence. One, two. You see, it sounds better already. They're fixing the three. Try it again. No, no, no. Let's call it a day. The lesson she has done. Now, tut, tut, Professor. Look at the clock. The lesson still has 14 seconds to go. 14 seconds. That's right. And then you will give me back my pants. <laughs> yes, sir. Very well. Commence. I forgot my city. Well, Professor, the lesson is over. You may go now. But, monsieur, you've forgotten something. You you haven't paid me. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, by the way, Professor, would you like some lunch? No, I want the money this time. <laughs> well, I'll have to get it for you. Excuse me a minute. Come in. Oh, hello, Don. Hello, Jack. <laughs> Come on in. Well, thanks. Don, what are you giggling about? Oh, nothing, nothing. <laughs> nothing? You didn't come over here. Don, what have you got behind your back? Mary Phil and Dennis. <laughs> hello, Jack. Hiya, Jackson. Hello, Mr. Benny. Oh, for heaven's sake. I know Don is big, but how the three of you can hide behind him is beyond me. I, I beg your pardon, but would you mind waiting on me first? What? <laughs> I saw this line, so I got in it. <laughs> Look, miss. I'll have size nine, one pound, or where it won't show. <laughs> Size nine, one pound, or where it won't show? Yeah. Nowadays, when you see a lion, it's either for nylon, butter, or a vaccination. Oh, yeah, yeah. But this happens to be a private residence. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, by the way, as long as you're here, would you like some lunch? No, thank you. Hmm. Didn't even give me a chance to show her the menu. Jack Benny, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Mary, what's wrong with serving lunch? Imagine putting stools around your swimming pool and calling it the Seaside Cafe. So what? I serve good sandwiches and draft beer. That's right, Liddy. Pickle in the middle and the beer on tap. <laughs> oh, Harris, that gag alone ought to get you a summer show. <laughs> That kind of stuff won't keep in the tunnel. <laughs> you kids can laugh you want, but I have the best beer in town. Oh, Mr. Benny. Yes, Dennis? I'm going to deliver your keg of beer tomorrow. You are? Why? My mother sprained her back. 
all that to see. How did it happen? Well, yesterday, when my mother was at work, my father waxed the floor in the kitchen. It was sure slick. Oh, you mean when your mother stepped in, her feet went out from under? I think so. We got our footprints on the ceiling. <laughs> well, that's too bad. Did your father tape up her back? No, her mouth. You should have heard what she was calling him. Anyway, kids, what's going on? How come you all dropped in together? Well, we're going to the beach, Jack, and we thought you'd like to go with us. The beach? No, no, I don't think so. Oh, Jack, stop being afraid. What happened to you last year won't happen again. What happened, Libby? <laughs> well, Jack was lying on the sand, and two men came over and tried to bury him. Yeah. Tried to bury him? So what? They were only kidding. Not when they were playing organ music at the same time. <laughs> yeah, imagine those two undertakers coming down there looking for business. Well, it was your own fault for lying on the beach in a tuxedo. No, that wasn't a tuxedo. That was my old bathing suit, and the lapels were a little shiny. Anyway, kids, you run out the beach. I got to stay home and practice my violin. Hey, Jackson, you're not serious about that concert tour next summer, are you? I certainly am, and no swing stuff for me. I'm going to play the classic. You know that long-haired stuff. Long-haired stuff. Yeah. Wait a minute. You ain't got the talent or the toupee for it. I'll get along. Don't worry. Now look, kids. I'm kind of busy today, so if you're going to the beach, go ahead. Okay, Jackson. Come on, kids. Let's go. Hey, Jack. Is our program all set for Sunday? All except Dennis's song. Just run over it once, will you, kid? Yes, sir. Monsieur Benny. Monsieur Benny. I am waiting. Oh, Professor LeBlanc, I forgot all about you. You want your money? I owe you for six lessons, don't I? No, five lessons. I thought it was six. No, no, five. I am not charging you for the time I hit you on the head with the violin. Oh, yes, yes, that's right. Well, I'll get you the money as soon as I hear this song. Go ahead, Dennis. Let's have it. Professor, put your pants on. Please.
I'm awfully sorry. So many things came up there. I'll play some other time, if I may. You know, it's been that way for a long time. Every time I start, people come in with all kinds of problems and bother me and don't ever give me a chance to finish. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I think Rochester's calling me. What do you want, Rochester? Hey, boss! Boss, the telephone operator's been trying to reach you. You got a long-distance call from New York. Oh. Well, I'll take it on this phone here. Say, Mabel. Yeah? Mr. Benny's dressing room is flashing. I wonder what Stella Dallas wants now. <laughs> I don't know. I'll find out. Hello? Uh, operator, this is Jack Benny. You have a long-distance call for me? Just a second, Mr. Benny. I'll check on it. Say, Mabel, did you handle a long-distance call for Mr. Benny? Oh, yeah. New York was trying to get him. I'll plug in the long-distance operator. Say, Gertrude, ain't that Jack Benny an amazing character? Yeah. I'll never forget how he kept buying me candy bars and trying to lure me up to his apartment to show me his etching. <laughs> and finally, like a darn fool, I went... See what happened? He showed me his etching. <laughs> you know, I don't... Hello, NBC. Yes, Mr. Gildersleeve, I'll plug you in immediately. Team Mabel, my switchboard's all filled. Benny's on the first plug, Gildersleeve's on the second, and Greenberg's on third. <laughs> All right, I'll tell him. Oh, Mr. Benny. Yes, operator? That long-distance call was canceled. All right, thank you. All right, kids, now let's start the rehearsal. Where's Larry Stevens? Here I am, Mr. Benny. Oh, oh, hello, kid. Gee, $646,000. Oh, boy, could I use that money now that I'm married? Why? What would you do with all that money, kid? I'd go on a honeymoon. But I thought you went on a honeymoon. Yeah, but this time I'd take my wife with me. <laughs> Someday you may be as smart as I am. Now, let's get on with the rehearsal. Now, Larry, you go over your song while we go in the other room and read the script. Okay. Now, come on, fellas. Let's...
Thanks for waiting. Of course, you realize that you've just heard two spots from past shows of mine. Well, the whole gang wanted to get in on this Christmas greeting to you, but schedules being what they are, uh, we couldn't all make it at one time. So we decided that we'd take some of the high points so that everybody could be remembered to you. There's one other spot uh, I'd like you to hear. You'll hear every one of us, uh, plus a special visitor. But let's let uh, Don Wilson tell us about it. About three hours ago, Jack Benny left home for the studio. Rochester was driving him, and on the way, they had a little tire trouble. So let's go back and find out what happened. How, uh, how much longer before you'll have the spare on, Rochester? Just a couple of minutes. A couple of minutes. Would have been fixed long ago if I'd have done it myself. Hand me the wrench, will you, boss? The wrench? Here. That's the screwdriver. Oh, oh, the wrench. Here. That's the pump. Oh. Oh, here. That's the hubcap. Oh, you want the wrench? The wrench. <laughs> You're back to the screwdriver again. <laughs> oh. Let's go around again, boss. I need the rest. What? You know, boss, you just ain't mechanically minded. I am, too. Then why do you call me every morning to screw the cap back on your toothpaste? <laughs> Look, uh, just hurry with the tire, will you? I'm almost finished. Good. I just can't understand having a blowout. A very good tire. It's a general. I know, but you've run this general down to a buck private. <laughs> Stop being silly. That tire hasn't got so many holes in it. It hasn't. Boss, the inner tube could be arrested for indecent exposure. What? Even the wheel is ashamed to go around with it. Rochester, that's a terrible joke. An awful joke. <laughs> what are you laughing at? You always say that, and two weeks later it shows up on your program. <laughs> it does not. Now, come on, you're all through. Let's get going. You know, Rochester, one of the reasons I haven't fixed this car up is that I've been thinking of getting a new one. Really, boss? Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh... I, I think this car has just about seen its best days. I told you that today, you boss. <laughs> I know, I know. Do you really think you'll buy a new car? Well, it all depends on what they'll allow me for a trade-in on this car. How much do you think they'll appraise it for? Boss, when a car gets this old, they don't appraise it. They weigh it. <laughs> well, they'll have to give me a good price or I won't trade. We're pretty close to NBC. You better start looking for a parking place. Why don't we go to a parking lot? Rochester. Sorry, boss. I'm letting my post-war plans get the best of me. Here's a parking place right here in front of the studio. Okay. I'm going in. You stay here and watch the car. Yes, sir. <laughs> what an automobile. This is the car that made the Irishman stop smiling. What? And drove months mad. Never mind. Just stay here and wait for me. da dee da dum da dee da dum da dum dum dee Oh, hello, little boy. Hello. Mr. Benny, may I have your autograph, please? Why, certainly. Certainly, there you are. <laughs> Jack Benny. Thank you. 
Say, Mr. Benny, are you really 37 years old? Oh. Well, I... <laughs> I... I will be in February. <laughs> How old are you, Sonny? Five. Only five? Well, uh, <laughs> I will be in June. <laughs> oh. Well, goodbye, Sonny. I have to hey, run away. Jackson, Jackson. Oh, hello, Phil. Am I late? No, no, I just got here myself. Are you still here? Yeah, that's me. Do you want my autograph? Gee, I'd sure like to have it. Okay, hand me your book. There you are, Phil Harris. Thank you. Gee, aren't there supposed to be two R's in Harris? I don't know, kid. I spell it different every time. <laughs> Come on, Phil. Let's go. Hey, Jackson. What's that you got under your arm? Oh, it's a box of candy I'm giving Mary. Just a little surprise. You know, she was so nice to me when I was in the hospital last week. Come on, let's go in. You know, Phil, on the program today, I wish well, you could... Well, hiya, Jack. Hello, Filthy. Well, Cash Daly. Hiya, Cash. Well, glad to see you, Cash. Well, thanks. And say, Jack, I'm glad I met you and Phil. Yeah? I'd like to invite you to a party I'm giving Saturday night. Yeah. I've asked everybody in Hollywood... Clark Gable, Van Johnson, Bing Crosby, Cary Grant, Jared Cooper, Fred McMurray. But, Cass, they're all men. Aren't you inviting any girls? <laughs> you know around here, ain't you, bud? <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, so long, Cass. See you later. So long, Jack. <laughs> you know, Phil... It's fun coming down the broadcast every week. You see the old gang like Cass Daly and all the others. Yeah. You know, Jackson Cass uh, lives out in my neighborhood. He does? Yeah. You only get to see her once a week, but I get to see Cass daily. <laughs> oh, Harris, you said it and nobody's glad. Phil, <laughs> well, how can you think of all those corny jokes? I don't know, Jackson. They just come to me. Well, isn't there, isn't there someplace you can hide? <laughs> you know, Phil, those are the kind of jokes that made the Irishman stop smiling and drove months mad. <laughs> uh, if Rochester thinks I'm going to wait two weeks, he's crazy. <laughs> no, sir. What did you say, Jackson? Nothing, nothing. Hey, there's Larry rehearsing him on. Come on, Phil, let's go over to my dressing room, will you? Okay. I'm as restless as a willow in a windstorm. I'm as jumpy as a puppet on a string. I'd say that I have string fever. But I know it isn't spring I am starry-eyed and vaguely discontented Like a nightingale without a song to sing Oh, why should I have spring fever When it isn't even spring 
walking down a strange new street Hearing things that I have never heard From a girl I've yet to meet I'm as busy as a spider's spinning daydream I'm as giddy as a baby on a swing. I haven't seen a crocus or a rosebud or a robin on the wing. But I feel so gay in a melancholy way that it might as well Phil, the, the kid's voice is improving all the time, isn't it? Yeah, and how do you like the way my band accompanies them? Very good, Phil, very good. But look, isn't that a, isn't that a new guitar player you've got over there? Where? Right over there, sitting on the stool. Isn't he new? No, that's Frankie. We just washed him. <laughs> oh. Well, Phil, why don't you use, uh, why don't you use soap on the rest of them? You might find some pretty good musicians under there, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you better rehearse your number now. I'm going over to Mary's dressing room and give her this box of candy. Okay. Yeah, da dee da da dee da 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 See, Mary would be surprised to get this candy. I'll disguise my voice. It's the man you're deliriously and madly in love with. Oh, you can't fool me. Come on in, Charlie. <laughs> Charlie? Hmm. Mary, I demand an explanation. Oh, Jack, I knew it was you all the time. Oh. And stop pouting. Pouting? Listen, sister, I never let any girl upset me. Oh, no. What about the time your girlfriend, Gladys Abisco, returned those socks you knitted for Mary, you know I don't knit socks for girls. I knitted those for myself. <laughs> well, I did. Well, why did you give them to Gladys? Because they were too big for me. <laughs> That's why. Anyway, Mary, I stopped off on the way to the studio and bought you this box of candy. Here. Candy? Gee, thanks. Why'd you do that? Oh, you were so nice to me when I was in the hospital last week. Oh, it was nothing. It was, too. You came to see me every day, and that's a sign you love me. Oh, it is not. It is, too. I know you. You try to act like you don't, but deep down inside, you think I'm peachy. <laughs> oh, sure. I think you're ginger peachy with whipped cream and a cherry on top, a root toot-toot, and a tootie fruit. <laughs> been around Harris too long. 
listen, you can, you can, you can joke all you want to, Mary, but it's the little things you do that show me how you really feel. Like last night when I took you for a drive. That was a nice thing you did. Well, we ran out of gas. Somebody had to get out and push. <laughs> well, you didn't have to push so fast. I got a ticket. <laughs> anyway, Mary, now that I brought you a box of candy, you got to give me a little kiss? Oh, for heaven's sake. Every time a man brings a girl a box of candy, he wants a kiss. It's the same thing with my sister, Babe. It isn't the same. She brings the candy. <laughs> Anyway, what are you stalling about? Give me a little kiss. Huh? Jack, I'm not stalling, but take a look at yourself in the mirror. Why didn't you shave? Oh, I don't think I need to shave. You do, too. Well, maybe a little. I can wait till tomorrow. Jack, I never saw anyone like you. If it's hair, you hate to lose it. <laughs> I'll get cleaned up later. I gotta run back to my dressing room now and get ready for the show. So long. So long. Oh, Jack, I meant to tell you. Sometime when you're thinking of using a guest star, why not get Boris Karloff? Boris Karloff? Yeah, I heard him on Fred Allen's program last week, and he was wonderful. Well, what do you know? Boris Karloff and Fred Allen on the same program. That's like two totem poles broadcasting from the La Brea Tar Pit. <laughs> I'll see you later, Mary. Okay. Hmm. I can't get over it. Karloff and Allen on the same program. That's like two totem poles. Oh, I said that. I'm going to stop parking my gum on my glasses. <laughs> as gruesome, as gruesome as he is, I can't understand how... Oh, Carlos... hello, Jack. Uh, what are you mumbling about? Oh, hello, Don. Did you hear Fred Allen's program last week? Yes. <laughs> Oh, you know, he had the most terrific joke about you. He did, huh? What was it? He said the Lone Ranger wanted to follow your program because there was enough corn on it to feed his horse. That's the first time I ever saw a man laugh himself out of a job. Well, that does it for now. You have my best wishes and those of the rest of the gang. Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Dennis Day, Larry Stevens, Rochester, and Don Wilson. I know that you have as much of a Christmas as is possible over there. Trees, lights, tinsel, and a special feeling. Let me add something to this night, this very special night that began 1946 years ago. Let's do more than hope and pray. Let's wind some of the special feeling around our fingers just as a gentle reminder that the Christmas spirit is a pretty good thing to have around our house every day of the year as an insurance policy guaranteeing peace in the family of nations. This is Jack Benny saying good night. This program has come to you through the worldwide facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service, the voice of information and education. (laughs) 